Welcome to the Ultimate Life Podcast with your host, Miles Avison. Yes, hello wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to the third episode of the Ultimate Life Podcast, the theme of which is evolving. That's the theme. And I am so happy to have with me, as always, my unbelievable panel, consisting of Ilya, the crazy chemist. Kawabanga, dudes. <laughs> of course. And we have Santa Spielberg. What's up, guys? And we have Henrik, who is driving a train from home this week. <coughs> yes. <coughs> okay, stay away. And my name is, of course, Miles, or you can just call me Two Meters, in the interest of social distancing. Um, right, <laughs> so here we are again. Good to see you guys. How How is everybody? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine, as usual, but a little bit sick, sadly. Okay. Nothing yeah, serious. Yeah, also fine. Stuck at home, isolating. Yeah, okay. Ilya has been the problem why we haven't recorded for a while, because he's stuck in Ukraine and didn't have a microphone or anything. So <laughs> let's all blame him, okay? Okay. But we're here now, we're here now, onwards and upwards. And I think without any further ado, let's get on with our first segment, which is Santa's Social. Hey guys, uh, so as if you are the first uh, time here, uh, Santa Social is where you can ask us questions, any concerns, anything you would like to know to us and we will answer you as soon as possible. So uh, uh, so we have selected a question that is the most important question of them all right now. It's from Hakon Lasted and he's asking us, as, is the, as the episode's theme is evolving, uh, he's asking us uh, what are our thoughts about COVID, uh, how it evolved from a good frisbee society into a frisbee-free world. Uh, how do we handle the situation and do we have any advice for people out there? Oh, perfect. Miles, take us off. Yes. Pardon? Take us off. <clears throat> Kick us off, sorry. Okay, well, no, I just thought what a perfect question and, and it's what everybody needs to hear. Um, but... It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, who? Let's take the panel. Who is who is even venturing outside? Who's doing exercise? I am every day. I Good. will not stop. <laughs> Good. What what is that exercise? Um, I'm doing some national team workouts. Uh, I am going cycling all the time. I'm going for runs. I'm doing everything I can to keep myself in shape for. The season or next season or whatever it get, gives us okay and, and those workouts are they something that you do online or how does that work uh yeah we have our team's coach he has made us uh, two videos uh, of trainings and we are doing them at home and then uh, bicycle and uh, running i do outside in places where there are no people and i can distance myself that's perfect that's good so that's the, I guess that's the obvious one, isn't it? Getting out, still, still keeping fit. Yeah, because I couldn't, I can't live other way. I just need to put my energy somewhere. Otherwise, I will, I will be really annoying for everyone. So I'm just trying to put my energy somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Sounds good. Miles, I, I have the, the picture of you being out, out of us four, the one that is locking you up the most, like you're hiding away Why from the world. Why earth would you have that impression of me? I don't know, but, but this is, that is what I think. Is it true? I, I love the world. No, I mean, you're, you're part right. You're, you are. I mean, I had, to, I had to quarantine at the beginning because my girlfriend was with somebody who had symptoms at a meeting right at the, in the early days before we, people really started to, to social distance. So we had to quarantine, quarantine for a while. And then I just kind of kept it up because I felt it was my responsibility to, to not go out and be among people but no I, I do go out I, I go out and jog I, sh- I go shopping but as infrequently as possible um, and I do exercise but I do it at home I do home workouts apart from the occasional jog Lilia? so I'm not locked away oh okay okay sorry yeah, for I saying think that <laughs> that's quite all right yeah I think for me it's the same I just do some home exercises from that I found like and also go for a run like last Monday I did my first half marathon in Kyiv outside just running so it was fun Congrats. nice yeah thank you I saw the picture nice thanks yeah I, I think I'm uh, the one that uh, that's life changed the least because <laughs> I'm a nerd so I still go to work and uh, work because I have to because uh, the the infrastructure in Sweden has to uh, still still be able to function uh, and I drive trains so that's uh, I have to go to work if I'm uh, not sick and uh, as a nerd I stay at home and play computer games or watch movies or uh, do podcasts and stuff like that so I haven't really been suffering from all of this uh, I'm still talking to my friends through internet uh, yes, but you are a very hands-on social person in the same room. Dance, drink, be happy. That you must be missing. Well, yeah, sure. But that happens very rarely. It happens like in tournaments at the most. And uh, there's not a tournament every week. So for me, it's like, okay, now there's a, a one to two months uh, pause of, of all of this. So I'm 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 not being affected that much. I have to say, and, uh, and I, I guess your your liver your liver is probably thanking you. <laughs> Come on, I don't drink that much. <laughs> if you drink once a month, it's sorry, not a problem. Sorry. No, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I know I also live in Sweden, and uh, we have been uh, getting famous now about not uh, doing enough uh, or not doing as all other countries that is closing down. Because we don't, we only are, are recommending social distance, and uh, we don't uh, enforce anything. It's it's a fascinating situation. I'm following it every single hour, and I my views on it have uh, evolved. Actually, in the <laughs> beginning, I thought Sweden is making a huge mistake. We need to isolate fully. We need to have a, some kind of lockdown. We need to do not get on the same damaging curve that we're seeing elsewhere in Europe. But I'm beginning to come around to the fact that this this approach of trusting your, your government authorities, um, doing what is common sense, it's, it's no worse, let's say. The results are no different from anywhere else. No. But I mean, this is a separate discussion. I guess we don't get into that. No. Uh, and uh, and if we were gonna go, uh, go further uh, about this question, then uh, do we have any advice? I, I I think we can. We all seen people trying to make the best out of the situation, 
Uh, I know that my friend Matteo from Italy, uh, that has been on lockdown for quite a while now, he's doing his own project. He's doing some. Uh, what what is it called? Ilya, help me. It uh, was like a naked challenge or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I home remember. naked challenge. I Ho- think. Home naked challenge. Yeah. So he was like uh, telling people to take uh, pictures of uh, themselves naked in their homes. Uh, but wasn't it supposed to be taking away the vulgarity of of nude pictures and say that it could be done in a in a tasteful way and an entertaining way and yeah yeah, yeah exactly as well yeah of course yeah if, if you don't very look cool. uh, very ugly and naked then it's not vulgar of course <laughs> <laughs> I think for me the advice is that uh, we need to think of if it in a good light that we have so much more time right now so I for example couldn't do so much exercise before just because I was running around all the time, so now I can be at home. I can do the exercise whatever I want to because I can put my work hours as I want to also. So uh, it's much more flexible for me and I can do much more. So uh, everyone who has their own projects, uh, everything that that you've always wanted to do or try out or uh, start a new craft or anything like that, this is the right time to do it. Do, Do you guys know what I did last week? You don't know what I did last week. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you stayed I indoors. Bought, <laughs> I bought a radio-controlled car kit, which was the same as the one I had. It's a, it's a retro one that I had when I was probably 12 years old. So, you know, some years ago. And I bought the same kit and I built it and painted it. And, oh, it's so much fun. I'm getting so much nostalgia and I'm loving it as much now as I did then. Uh, what what else did Hakon uh, ask us about? No, he just asked how you can handle this situation and do we have advice? And I think we kind of answered that. Basically, you need to just stay positive and do the things you always wanted to do but didn't have time for. Yeah, I, I, I can yeah. add that. Please take the all of this COVID uh, seriously. Um, don't uh, like right now. I'm home sick from work. I'm not really sick. Uh, but I am coughing and I am uh, having a, a, li- a bit, a little bit of a, a nose cold. So uh, they told everyone to stay at home, and you have to take stuff like that seriously because you don't know if it's a light Definitely. version of COVID or if your your little cold can transfer into someone else that is actually in the risk group. So that that's what I want to add. And also talk to your parents more often, talk to your family more often, talk to friends you haven't spoken to for years and have a good catch up. That's been so much fun. And please co- uh, yeah. come to the Zoom parties that have uh, become a thing. I know that I did one, but I've seen uh, like uh, Paganello making one. It was in uh, Italian, but I enjoyed it anyway. Hmm? <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, nice. th- those are our advices. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you, you, so, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. So should uh, should we? Uh, is that enough of that? And should we go on to the the, the next part of your social segment? Yep. So uh, next thing is that we had a contest uh, in which uh, you all should send us uh, a special frisbee friend that you have met during the years and that it has happened kind of randomly and you still keep in contact and they're one of the most awesome people you've met. So. We asked you to send these and we have some uh, of them that have been sent and they're pretty amazing, all of them. Uh, we have checked check them through. Thank you for sending them in. It's always nice to see these cool stories about how people meet and um, 
because it reminds us also how it's uh, how it feels when you're traveling and meeting new people and just get like all of us in this podcast actually have met somehow and uh, we are now making a podcast together so that is also pretty cool that's it we embody yeah. this very contest <laughs> exactly <laughs> so but, but tell us tell us who, who is the winner yes so our winner is charlotte matos yeah Congratulations. Congrats, Charlotte. <laughs> okay. I can shortly tell what she wrote. I will not re uh, read the whole uh, text, but it's going to be posted later so you all can listen to it, read it, sorry. Uh, but it's basically that she met a guy in India named Rakhuver. And uh, as she was in an internship, he just wrote her on Facebook. They started meeting. And even though she went there when it was super hot in the summer, plus 40 degrees, she couldn't do the trainings, but they still had some amazing weekends wandering around. And then afterwards, in the next holidays, she was asked to, from him to uh, join her team, his team, uh, for a beach tournament. And... Uh, Uh, she, of course, said yes, and they had a wonderful time. And uh, because of him, she really deeply fell in love with the country, uh, the culture, the people, and the club that they played in. And she's just lucky to be in the part of this community. So I think this is pretty sweet That's um, perfect. story. And such a common story, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really like it. So, of course, uh, she, wa she was our selected winner. But we also got some uh, more, and we will put out a few of these stories on our Instagram for you to uh, to read about. So now we can continue to our uh, next contest, and we decided to make it uh, quarantine-based. <laughs> so uh, we are asking you to send in your new skill that you have learned during quarantine. So it can be anything you have tried to do while you're stuck at home. So please send us videos, photos, anything you have, and... Let's have a la good laugh together. Yeah. Nice. So this nice. is yeah. the people you see like throwing a piece of bread across the room into the toaster and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, yeah. uh, enjoy these videos uh, <laughs> that have been uh, made uh, through uh, social media where people are throwing frisbees in between themselves. But uh, yeah, different videos. So they are not throwing them to, uh, to each other. But I really like it because it's like we are still keeping together in this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the ones when there are uh, animals and they put the toilet papers on the floor and they need to jump over and they're ma making the wall and how many layers they can put so that he would jump over. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen cats doing that. And then yeah, dogs just crashing through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good stuff coming out from the internet now because people are trying different shit. <laughs> My new skill so is I have become a cat and I can jump toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. So yeah, I think we can, uh, for the next time, also make our own. Maybe we can add, we are not going to enter the contest, but still uh, we can just show what we have learned during these quarantine times. Uh, okay, challenge okay. accepted. <laughs> okay. okay. I, will, I will do this. <laughs> Great. Cool. Uh, deal. So we can move on to the next segment, which is Miles Miscellaneous. Miles's miscellaneous. Oh, so peaceful. So Miles's miscellaneous is the segment where I 
spring a surprise on my fellow panelists, oh. and they have no idea what's coming. As usual. And I just pick something. Uh, it could be related to Ultimate Frisbee. It might not be. And I just say, let's discuss it and see what happens. So it's pure improv, at least for them. So yeah, here <laughs> we go. But not for you. <laughs> no. So my, my, this this time it is it's related to the the theme of evolving. Yes. And it's about it's also related to the the world situation we f- we find ourselves in. And it's about whether we are at a point in uh, humanity where we can evolve as a species. So my question to you is, can you think of one thing that will change? after COVID-19. One thing that will change in the world for the better or the worse, so it could be evolution, it could be devolution. What do you think will be clearly different in our lives or as human beings after this um, this huge event that we're going through? Well, that's deep. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but when we are talking evolution, do you mean like uh, changes in our like DNA or... <laughs> What? No, I don't mean. Uh, okay, not not literally. I don't mean that our hands will become bigger or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but maybe I mean really more. Are. What, but our, you know, our path, our direction could change because of because of what we're experiencing, the way we live, the way we do things. Uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 broad. It's it's not supposed to be too specific and scientific. But make make of it what you will. Yeah, yeah, I have I have one, but if you want, you anybody can start, or I can start with my example if you want. No, I I can I can say something. I think that uh, people will uh, continue to be skeptical with the social, uh, not distancing the the opposite social closeness, <laughs> uh, just to protect themselves from things like this in the future, even if. Uh, things calm down and we have a vaccine or whatever people are going to be more skeptic about uh, like hugs and uh, handshakes and stuff like that i think so you think physically we will become more distant yes interesting people will evolve into being swedes i I was hesitating to say that that. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's nice Uh, i think that uh people will try to use these skills to be applicable online. Like for example, my mother, she was uh, doing yoga classes in actual studio, but when like this all started, she started doing classes online and uh, she got a lot of customers. So now she's really happy, like she can do it from home. So oh, she's I think the lots instructor. people are, yes. yeah, she's <coughs> yoga cool. instructor. So she giving lessons and for her, I think uh, she, it still can be useful even afterwards. That she, if she feels like she's uh, cannot leave the house or need to stay at home for a long time, she can give classes online. So I think it's perfect. Yeah, she get, I mean, it's, it's cheaper for her. Yeah, doesn't uh, need to rent the premises. I, I also think that this is quite common because um, we talked a little about this uh, during the Dallas online party that we had. That. Yeah. Um, People uh, are working from home and uh, that the companies are starting to realize that uh, they can be even more effective if people are committed to working when they are at home because they don't have to travel and they can they feel better if they can uh, take pauses when they want to and do work. people that are able to do like that when like computers or whatever 
I, I can't because I can't drive trains from home. Oh, you can't drive trains from home. Sorry, we need to edit the intro. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I have a train simulator on my computer. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean that that's that's a big deal, isn't it? I think companies are they're they're doing what they can, and and the ones that can evolve and change their way of working to use people from home in a in a more efficient way, they're going to do well out of this. Definitely. Yeah, I still think that uh, it's better for people to be socializing in the end. But uh, like, uh, I think that more people will stay at home uh, if they are able to because they realize, oh, okay, I can do my work fine from home. But then they can choose to who they want to socialize with and uh, stuff like that instead. Hmm. I was listening uh, to really cool Bill Gates uh, interviews and he had a TED talk like mm-hmm. a while back at 2014 or something like that and he was talking about how there's gonna be a virus that's gonna spread yep. and we will have nothing to do like we will not know how to deal with it and it's exactly what happened so he kind of predicted the future yeah and now Dylan show uh, ellen she asked uh, she made an interview with him again and she asked how did you know that and stuff like that he was just like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just uh, i i know <laughs> oh he did he and, d- uh, did he not have still- a good answer for that like a, she didn't ask precisely, but he's just smiling all the time, like uh, with a this sneaky smile. <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, what I think is gonna happen, like evolve in our nature and everything, is that uh, now people will understand what big of a threat it is, and it's not only war or something we need to be prepared for, but also these kind of viruses. So we need to prepare all the uh, medical workers, everything, to be ready for these kind of things. And then it's not going to spread so much, and people will be more aware. And uh, they're going to be there's going to be a faster way to make the vaccines and uh, to test the virus and so on. So I hope uh, that's my hope. I'm quite a positive person. That that's uh, this good. Will, that's good. Santa. Uh, make a change. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? The the negative side of that is it took it took a virus that affects everybody, rich and poor, for us to make those changes. We've had plenty of outbreaks like this before but because they haven't spread to sort of the the richer parts of society if you like we haven't done enough about it but yeah let's see but i think that's how always human work uh, human brain works even as kids you're playing and you're gonna stop playing until someone gets hurt so it's quite the same yeah it's human nature. That can I can I give my example now? Cause yeah, yeah, because yeah, because because I'm from Santa's. I'm very curious if you can give a, just as nice answer as we that weren't prepared for this. Well, here you go. Because you know what, I was thinking about going on the negative route with this when I when I came up with it, but I didn't. I'm going positive, and my change from my change for the world post COVID nineteen. Uh, is that I hope we will see mandatory pay rises for these nurses, care workers, what you know, what's being referred to as frontline workers, essential workers. I hope that governments will finally realize that these are the people that are valued and that their salaries will start to reflect that. Is that positive enough for you? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perfect. <laughs> nice. And one. you know what? Because I, 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 s- I run a business and I even thought, you know, if my business starts to to plummet because of this, I would train as a nurse. Mm. There you go. 
But only because the pay is going to be better in the future. <laughs> <laughs> because you said so now. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> But but I, I got another thought. Uh, I gotta yeah. put put this out there. Uh, do you think that people will see the good effects about uh, this uh, kind of social distancing and uh, industries closing down? Because as I take it, a lot of uh, like uh, good effects on uh, the global warming and stuff like that has uh, become reality and. Uh, People can see changes in like animal life coming back to places where they weren't because of like uh, gases and uh, stuff like that. Do you think the yeah and the pollution levels and and all of that? Do you, do you think that uh, this will be something that society will realize and uh, this will be actually something another thing that's good that comes out of this? In my opinion, I think sadly the the. The business world won't allow that to continue to that extent. No. We've seen pollution levels down by incredible amounts, like fifty percent in New York, and that's that was weeks ago. And all the, the wildlife in Venice, and and yeah, I, I don't see that lasting. Sadly, at least not to this level. How can it? We can't stay indoors all the time. You might be right. It was written somewhere that uh, humans are the real viruses. <laughs> well, yeah. Probably are. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for um, giving me your views on my miscellaneous topic this time. And let's move on to the main theme of this podcast. It's one word. It's beautiful. Evolving. And we'll start with uh, each panel has their own subtopic and Henrik is first this week and Henrik's subtopic is evolving from friends to club take it away Henrik yeah so I was thinking a lot about what to talk about this episode and uh, I came to the conclusion like something that I really is enthusiastic about (laughs) is uh, organizing and uh, I think that uh, Organizing can be on so many different levels. It can just be a group of friends having fun, going to tournaments, not being uh, and and playing in random shirts, not uh, anything that is uh, to the serious side. But uh, I also uh, think that there's a good reason to to uh, evolve this into a club at some point. When I started. Uh, the Dalla Hest, it was just like uh, in my mind uh, and uh, we didn't even have players, it was just me and my ex, uh, basically and from there it has grown into this club with, uh, we have like 60 members or something like that, which is uh, I'm very grateful of and uh, Dalla Hest! Dalla- Sorry <laughs> No, and and they're starting. Have you guys done anything like that? Like, have have you uh, been involved with, with like being a f- group of friends that uh, has become a club, or have you been in clubs that started out like that? I have uh, have a small experience, not as big as uh, yours, Vizela has, but yeah, I started my own team for a tournament in Kiev. And uh, it's become a tradition and gathering once a year and organizing. And I can totally understand you how what's like is hard work is to organize everything by yourself too. Uh, so yeah, I'm on your side with it. 
Ja, ja. Do you see it any chance of evolving into a real club, or will it stay on a like a group of friends level, just a team? Actually, we were uh, speaking uh, the the idea about making it actually mix and creating a club, but it's still on on the like on some basic stuff because it's it's mainly for fun. It's not as serious as like Dalhast no. club can be playing nationals, but it's still like a idea. Idea is mainly to have fun, not like to compete in a high level. No, I guess at some point there's a there's a tipping point, isn't there, from going from what you just described a group of friends having having a laugh to what Henrik has now created um and i guess only it, it requires a certain personality type it also requires a lot of time and effort so yeah most people don't do that and that's why there aren't so few clubs yeah and, yeah, and ke- keeping it just as a team that's very easy it's uh, might be the best way for some people but i also think that like to, to attract more people into because usually if you are a group of friends uh, you will not attract like new players I think uh, that uh, that's is up to clubs mainly uh, we, we have an exception uh, in Dallas actually before we became a club uh, Patrick uh, took in his brother that never played before and they took him to a tournament yesterday because he wanted to show the sport so uh, you can of course bring in new players but i think uh, for the, the sport in uh, in uh, if you look at it as a whole it's better to for uh, frisbee to have more clubs and uh, i think that it's a good evolution if you uh, talk about it like that to to uh, go to a club when you're ready for it but what what was the driving force for you henrik at what point and why did you suddenly think hey this this should be a club rather than just a team um well i always like imagined it being a club in the end uh but uh the driving force for me was that we really didn't fit into the stockholm ultimate organization so uh we really wanted to do our own thing and uh, have our own values and stuff like that Uh, i'm not saying that uh, like stockholm is a bad club. It's uh, quite the opposite. It's actually a really good club. It's big and uh, they are very, like, serious uh, program uh, to b- become uh, one of the dominating uh, teams in Sweden. But uh, for us, we weren't at that, that uh, commitment level yet, and we needed uh, to like build our own base. So, in a, uh, me and Patrick uh, decided to like it's it's time to start this up, and uh, we we asked a few of the other dollars like miles uh, to like start up the club with us hi miles is actually Brilliant. the chairman so, so of the club <laughs> i am indeed the chairman or some might say the chairman <laughs> but so to use a metaphor a movie metaphor you guys know i like to draw a comparison it, it's like it's like the commitments have you seen the commitments yes what about you other two really. youngsters it's it's about it's it's based in ireland in dublin and it's about a group of misfits who don't feel that they're really a part of the, the music scene that is currently thriving in the city. So they form their own band and they go against all the odds and they make beautiful music based on their struggles. And it's, it's, it's that. It's that, isn't it, Henrik? Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, oh. I, I think it's a very important. <laughs> for me, it was very important to find uh, my own identity uh, or mine or our own uh, identity as a team. 
Then, and I really wanted, uh, a big part of it was also that I really wanted to grow the sport. And uh, like I, t- I said before, it's, it's, it's the best way to grow the sport to make a club because clubs can get economy and clubs can recruit and clubs can uh, take it to the next level. And Sweden needs a boost. Sweden needs more clubs. No, I'm not just only talking about Sweden. Like, sure, there are a shitload of teams in like France. If we listen to the la- latest episode of Meet the Frisbee Family, we hear that there are so many French uh, players. But I still think they can grow. Like, uh, th- this sport should be take over the world in the end. Like, we should like wow. look at soccer, where you have uh, like millions of teams. That that should be the reality for us as well. Definitely. And do, can you think of any bad things evolving from a group of friends into a club? Yeah, I was thinking maybe when you're thinking that if some people have like we have ambitions and you have a competition, like you do, you want to think this way, you want to do things this way, and then it only can tear us apart in some two clubs. For example, like we had some experience in Ukraine when some friends who played for I don't know ten years and then. Another fan, like one of them, make a new club, and they start becoming rivals in this club. And I think it's actual can happen. Yeah, it's yeah, friends. of course it it can segregate if uh, not, not everybody is uh, like on the same same uh, train of <laughs> uh, <or> thought. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, also what it, what it is that uh, sometimes uh, if you know the person better. Uh, if you say some criticism, he would uh, con- like feel as it's more personal to him, even though it was just about the thing that happened. Uh, but as your friends, he thinks it's more personal than it actually is. So it might start some kind of conflicts in between, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it might. Uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of examples of this where people in the end can't... Uh, can't agree on things and uh, have to take separate ways and uh, usually it's uh, money involved like when you're a club there's usually money involved and you have to decide where the money should go and stuff like that so yeah but it's like any any kind of structure it's like any organization whatever it might be that's going to happen clashes of of ideas clashes of personality Mm -hmm. you just got to get on with it yeah but i think that we should always appreciate uh, now maybe i'm i'm talking <laughs> talking a bit about myself uh, but but i'm not not really because i also think that this is all, uh, so important because there are uh, like there aren't enough driving spirits what i mean with that it's that uh, people that actually take care of all the work that it is involved with doing a club and uh, planning and stuff like that um the the few we have we have to really appreciate and uh, like uh, we, we maybe we can look at it, uh, ourselves and like what can i do for the club to help and what can i do to m- maybe become one of these driving spirits in a club so uh, i i i think that uh, my best uh, advice about uh, my subtopic here is that like take take a look at yourself and uh, like what your situation and the club you're in like what can i do for this club how can i help the people that are driving it that's good and uh, we, we take the hint henrik <laughs> yeah, thank do. you henrik yeah. i think it's also this is a really good time to do it because as you are have free time at home you can really think about uh, how to uh, 
do something for the community. So this is one of the things that you can help yes. with. And also not only club, also federation side is something that you can yeah. look at. Yes. Are you listening, Harkan, in Norway? <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was my subtopic. And uh, now we can continue to Ilya. Can you tell us about your subtopic? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my subtopic about... Uh, evolving a personality and becoming from a shy person to a very social person and uh, I wanted to bring in first uh, my example and yeah I was before ultimate I was really a shy kid was never coming to a party or never had many friends and I can't tell that now I am like extremely social I just saying that my personality evolved in some ways that I feel confident and I feel uh, much more a person who enjoys party, who enjoys like uh, being in a company of uh, close friends, especially in Ultimate. And I feel like that all this kind of community is really helpful of appreciating uh, you despite in your like race, your religion, your identical backgrounds or any anything. If you're like a nice person, then people will always appreciate you in Ultimate. So, yes. uh, uh, do you have any examples as well, guys, from your personality? Like, did you evolve somehow? Santa, for example? Uh, as we said, I'm this frisbee kid who I don't even remember my personality before I started playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Did you even have one? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So, um, <laughs> But uh, I think it has of course helped me to be more social for sure because i have so such a wide uh, like uh, like the whole world is my friend i have so many friends around the world i could travel and stay at their places i can i have always someone to talk to and stuff like that so of course i've gotten more social and i think it also has made me more confident because uh, it's one place where i don't feel extra clumsy so <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah, that's nice. nice. Uh, what about you, uh, Hendrik? Uh, well, I've always been social, so I, 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 I can't say that I evolved from being shy to being social. The only thing I... and not, that is not really true either, but I started drinking more. <laughs> Uh, but it was not. Yeah. You became from social to love, much more social. I love that disclaimer. It, it's not really true, but I started drinking more. Oh, that was very. Which which part of that do we believe? <laughs> well, well, what I'm what I meant is that I didn't start drinking because of frisbee. Because the thing is that I was sober. I never even tasted alcohol until I was 34, I think. Uh, I'm, wow. th I'm I'm something more than 34 now. We don't have to go into that. <laughs> but, 38. But <coughs> Pardon? Yes. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, what I'm meaning is that uh, frisbee usually involves a, a lot of partying, and uh, it also doesn't have to like uh, my friend. She's from Latvia. It's not Santa. She she isn't a party girl, <laughs> but but she she she. Um, like we had a tournament in in Lithuania where she actually joined us for our pre-party, which she said she didn't want to. She never done it with her her team, but with us, she felt like safe doing it. So so I I, I felt like she was evolving a little bit at least because she had haven't had the right people about her 
it brought it brought her out of her shell, if if you like. Yeah, yeah, a little, and and she. she so you're saying that Latvians are not the right people, <laughs> huh? Yeah, <laughs> good people. Latvians is good people. I'm saying that uh, she she's not from Salaspil, so I'm saying that uh, people not from Salaspil maybe isn't the right people. No. <laughs> okay, I got your point, Henrik. <laughs> no. By the way, a funny fact about alcohol: I tried uh, alcohol first time in a frisbee team, and it was kind of like uh, when I was joining a club, they forced me to drink like a whole disc of a beer. And it was the first time I tried like uh, an ethanol in my life, and it was like really funny experience. And from that time, chemist alert! (laughs) Chemist alert! (laughs) Exactly. Sorry for who says it like that? What the hell? Okay. What was the surface area of the frisbee? We can uh, calculate it, yes. Just give me some few vectors. I can integrate it around and oh, we can calculate the volume and surface. Yeah. Anyway, just, just so that people know that there are people that don't just play Frisbee to drink a lot. Yes. I drank a lot before Frisbee. <laughs> wow. Is it <laughs> so even allowed? <laughs> yeah. You're devolving your drinking but, uh, skills. What, what about you, Miles? Is your personality evolved with Ultimate? Well... I mean, if I'm honest, I just think Ultimate allowed me to be myself, and that is a, that's that's a big thing as well. You know, it, I I don't know if it evolved per se, but I'm 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 able to be myself with the people I've met through Frisbee. Uh, I have a really nice time when we hang out. I have a I feel very welcomed by the the team that I play with with Dollar Hests and. And I've I've said this before, you know, the the ability to play with people of all levels, uh, all different nationalities, different genders. In that sense, it's it's a new thing for me. So you could say I've evolved, but um, but but, but yeah. I th- I think you're making a great point uh, because I think that ultimate frisbee is very welcoming in like uh, i'm not saying that we are forcing people into being social not at all but we are allowing people to be social if they like but we also accept them i have so many frisbee friends that aren't talkative and uh, that aren't like party people and doesn't drink but in frisbee it's it, the the culture is to be very accepting, like like uh, Ilya said in the beginning that it transcends uh, religion and race and everything. So I think that, that that that's what ultimate is, and uh, something that I love about it that that people can be themselves and uh, they can feel the, like uh, the example of my friend uh, that she she felt safe enough with us. To like, okay, I never party with my peers in school and stuff like that. But uh, with you guys, I trust you enough to like at least try it, even if uh, this is something that I'm very skeptical about. And if it turns them into an alcoholic on the way, then so be it. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but that's right. It's 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 an important point. Another thing I wanted to bring that also I think uh, spirit of the game uh, also can be related to like personality evolving like as you can for example be involved on spirit and try to be nicer try to respect more the rules and around people you try to appreciate it also outside of ultimate which also can affect your personality like you try to help people on the streets outside try to think how you can do some better stuff and i think it's a great way how it's also helping you to evolve 
What do you think, guys? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard you talking about this before on the podcast, and I still agree with you. Like, uh, ultimate is making people better uh, because we we have a very good sense of right and wrong. I think because we are very involved with uh, with the spirit of the game and making calls and uh, being like honest about what is happening. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's more about. Uh you understand that it's your subjective opinion and that you need to think more than that. You need to understand the other person's view. And yeah. from that, you need to determine. Uh, a lot of times in life, people just take their sub- subjective opinion and do stuff. But it's not how it's supposed to be. You always need to think uh, uh, outside of your yeah. head. So I think that's what it helps a lot with also. I agree. Yeah, yeah totally yeah, agree so kind of like with you. Lis- listening to learn rather than just listening to respond. Yeah. 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 I think uh, that's it about my subtopic. Uh, next subtopic, we have uh, Miles subtopic. So, what you want to tell us about, Miles? I want to tell you about evolution of the mixed game. Okay. Um, okay. As most people are aware, Ultimate Frisbee has a very big um, mixed aspect mixed divisions in different countries at different levels and my my subtopic is as always I'm I'm going to be the one that throws the spanner in the works of posit- positivity my my thing I'm wondering is the mixed game is it evolving what is the future of the mixed game um and I can explain I mean I think it's one of the only established sports where you have mixed divisions on such a level that you have at the world championships and it's also eligible for being included in the olympics since nine since 2015 it was agreed that uh, ultimate will be eligible for inclusion in the olympics I i don't know if that discussion has gone any further yet but my point is there is high level mixed competition and i'm worried that that might not continue and i can give you a quick background there's uh, the state of vermont in the united states has a varsity team that it or a varsity league that it started recently which is high level in that country and they decided not to have a mixed team so by doing that they excluded um, the possibility for women to play with the men they excluded people who identify as non-binary from being able to play with the men and by doing so have they put ultimate frisbee on the route of other team sports so do we have a future where um, we might see ultimate frisbee grow but supply and demand will dictate that we want to watch the men we want to see the men we want to see the tougher the quicker and i'm being devil's advocate here Um, that's what we want to see well discuss well my first thought when when you said this uh, was uh, the points you made that mixed ultimate might be at in the olympics one day like i truly madly deeply believe that uh, if we ever get into olympics it will be because of that we have mixed in such a way that we do uh, i st- I, I am actually an advocate of uh, thinking that we should have true mixed, which is like uh, the same amount of guys and girls on the on the lineup. So three and a half of each. No, but three, three or four, four. 
but but uh, like I'm thinking that the greatness of our sport, while what uh, apart from spirit of the game, what sets us apart and what uh, people will uh, find interesting is that we have mixed teams and uh, players uh, on a level that can compete together uh, even if they are men and women that they are mixed so so for me i don't think that uh, i i don't know the story about uh, uh, that league of course and why they took this decision um but but uh, for me I, I only see like if you take a look at, at windmill because when i was growing up the finals uh, the last final was always the highlight of uh, of the tournament, which always was open slash men. And uh, if you take uh, take a look at the uh, windmill, they always put uh, men, women, and then mixed as uh, like the finals final. Nice. So they had that as the the climax. Yeah, the climax, which which uh, which I think is really nice. I, I'm I'm uh, my myself is not very involved with like looking at the men's teams play. I, I enjoy uh, looking at uh, women play a bit more uh, and then uh, mixed teams I'm really excited because I think it's really interesting seeing how well they play together how uh, and it's usually the teams that that can use both genders in different ways that win yeah it's it's interesting and, and um, from my personal point of view I love the mixed game it's it's what I've played probably 90% of, of my of my playing time but I heard I was talking to a, a friend of ours a, a fellow Dalahest Musa Musa Awada or as I like to call him Musa uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he was telling me and I was quite surprised that there are quite a lot of stats there are quite a lot of stories that the mixed game doesn't happen quite like we would like it to. So I started to look into this a little bit um, on his suggestion. And I found a study that's been done in the United States that was done over a period of about three years. And and it was high level, mixed division. And this study found that touches of the disc, so any touches of the disc, the the breakdown, the ratio was 74% men 26% 20%, 26% women over this long period of time. So that's thousands and thousands of passes. 74% men, 26% women. And even when they changed it up more so that you had four women, three men, the ratio only changed slightly by a few percent. Okay, okay. So what does that tell you? And you people that have had a lot of experience of mixed play, do you have you experienced this and why would it be like this? And is it even wrong, or is it okay? I think the people that touch the disc most are the handlers. So what this, what you're telling me is uh, basically that most, most, uh, uh, most handlers are men, and uh, okay, th- that's what the, your statistics is telling me. Uh, and uh, they're not my. St- Statistics, by the way. No, no, Miles did it. <laughs> Miles did it. Okay. Full credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent years before <laughs> I before I knew the game existed, taking these statistics. No, and 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 uh, then you can uh, go into uh, like uh, b- because it's it's uh, a fact that uh, men are usually like stronger and have uh, 
are faster, like in general, uh, and and uh, maybe that makes them uh, better throwers, and the girls are more more. I don't know. It's no, because a a, ca- a catch is a, is a touch. Yeah, a catch is a touch, but if you only score, that's one touch. If there are ten passes and last one is uh, is the score. And you have uh, three handlers that all are men. Then, then uh, I mean, statistics you're right. will be in, in, ninety ten. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. In this study, it does say that typically it's two two male handlers, one female handler. So that is a big part of it, yeah. definitely. But a def- defense plays sixty six percent men, thirty four percent women. Uh, hucking, hucking, throwing long passes, male to male, fifty five percent. Male to female, thirty-one point two percent. Female to male, nine point seven percent, and female to female hucking, three point six percent. So quite a drastic difference. Yeah. Well, well, it, it it comes back a little to just having one one handler that is a girl. But yeah, sure. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm interested to hear what it, Santa. What is your experience of this? Oh, there's a lot of experience. I'm just thinking what to say, um, not politely, but just uh, logically. Um, <laughs> wait. Uh, you don't have to be polite. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, there's like all years, it's always been that guys have uh, had, uh, well, don't. basically, yeah, the guys are doing more on the field than girls and not that they're doing worse or something like that. It's just that, as we thought that the guys are trusting guys more and that's a fact <laughs> basically that it, it does happen mostly and yeah. uh, as they are also playing together all the time rather than uh, playing mixed all the time they also know how they're gonna move better than to wait for the girl to do the same move so they will not trust you just because they have we haven't practiced together that much also so you're saying it's so a lot it's to do like, with behavioral norms that the guys are used to playing with each other. They, they know each other's uh, style, so they'll choose the comfortable, familiar route. Yeah, because that's also human nature to always try to choose the most comfortable way, right? It's unconsciously somehow in us. So uh, for me also on the field, I would a lot throw to the girls because I know how they run. I know where they're going to run, so I just throw to them. And uh, that feels logical to me at that point. So I I don't uh, pick people out that much because I just play with everyone like that. So So I don't know, it's hard to talk about this. (laughs) All right, but we should be able to. We should definitely be able to. Do you just see another player? You don't care. You don't know if you you don't pay any attention to the fact that that they might be stronger, faster or or not, or they might be someone you... how do you think when you're on the field? Well, I I, I can I can, um, say, I can say that that my my because you you can never put two people and saying that uh, these people are just as strong, they are just as fast, they are just as tall, they, they jump just the same height. Uh, so so they, I I I can't favor one because they 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 will have different positions i i always say that i will always pass the the obvious open player the be- one in best position uh so so if a guy and a girl is exactly the same if they have the same physics and everything same length 
I, I will always choose the one that is isn't in the best position. I will never think like, oh, uh, the, well, that's good. The, the, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, and I think that's that's how we have to play it. Like, uh, and uh, well, because you know what, I spoke to someone in my research who shall remain anonymous, <laughs> and that person was male, and he said that if he has to choose, he will choose the strong what he views as the stronger player because he might be more comfortable throwing the slightly harder pass to that player. And he has this inbuilt um, instinct that the guy is better. And those, those, those are his words. Mm. And I wonder how many people, when they're playing, actually do feel like that. And is that wrong? Is it okay? Because is that how you're going to score more points? Or is it against the spirit of the game? I just think it's fascinating. I think uh, it's also the with which girls are you playing all the time because the levels differ and if he's for example playing with uh, a lower level team then the girls are for example newbies obviously he will from the beginning he will think okay they're weaker so he will play like that all the time but he would start with already really good female roster and they would uh, play together I think that might disappear over time. It depends where you start off to play yeah. next, I think. And it depends on the level of seriousness of the tournament, I, I suppose, as well. Because Also true. Yeah, you, you, whatever gender you are, as a, as a beginner, you want to be included. I know that from recent experience. And I've played with people who, even at good level tournaments, have tried to include me in the game, knowing that I'm maybe not the best pass to make. But I've also played with players where I've been extremely open. I've done well to get open into space but they don't pass to me because they know I'm not the stronger player so I've seen it as well and that's not to do with gender that's just to do with level is it, be- really is it better to, to sh- <laughs> do, do you think that, uh, that it's better uh, than uh, like um, because uh, the, the example you talked about where he would choose a guy to throw to even if they are the same fitness level and everything and even throwing a slightly harder pass just because it's a guy, do you think it's better to like, okay, I will not choose the weak player, I will choose the strong player? You see, I can't answer that question necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's wrong either. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, if you really I want to win the game, the is it wrong? Thank Yeah, thanks, Santa. Is it wrong if you want to win that point to choose the person you think is stronger. And it could also have been that the female was stronger as well. Yeah. But it just so happened when he was talking about it, it was generally speaking, men are stronger. And that's something we can't change, at least not for another few million years of, of evolution. Yeah. Yep. For example, for me, I'm also analyzing like, not like so the gender, but so like defender who is taking this person. So if like a girl has a girl from my team has a weaker defender, I've always will play on her. If she, even she's not like the best player in our team, I'll still be choosing you because it's like our advantage. So I think it's also we should take into account. But again, you're just thinking that the defender is weaker. You're, it's not necessarily based on the fact that it is a different gender. It's to do with yeah, the exactly. fact that you feel so she's I'm, a weaker player. So you could have been the same thing if it's a weak guy defender on another guy, you're going to pass to that guy. Yeah, I think it makes sense. It's more safe uh, from both ways if you're assuming they are are both girls and a guy from our team has the same strength approximately. But uh, also, generally speaking, I wanted to add a point that uh, in Ultimate, there's generally 
uh, like in uh, any other sports, there's less amount of girls, and we should pay pay much more attention on involving them into ultimate. Like for example, uh, mm-hmm. there is a league in Sweden called Girls when they are try to involve like girls inside ultimate so we have a better ratio because right now i think there is much less girl generally so yeah. and i think the problem of mix comes from also this point and uh, when we have much more girls as coming ultimate they can have a better competition inside and have a stronger girls which also bring us like a kind of like a higher ultimate as well so i think in that uh, just matter of time if you just uh, put us all together and uh, try to say that our sport is uh, great for both genders not only for guys because it's not contact and it's friendly so girls should not be afraid and especially in mix uh, you can always see uh, like on any tournament when somebody's looking for pickups they're always like liking girls for a team so if we can fix this problem, I think the problem will be no problem of mixed ultimate and of statistics will improve drastically. I, I hope think. so. But I, I can't help thinking about the audience. I can't help thinking about if a sport is going to become bigger and more mainstream and you're talking about being a part of the Olympics, audience and commercialization of the sport becomes a big part of it. And then it's about supply and demand. And the sad truth is, what will the people want to watch? And I'm only basing this on what we've seen in the past. For example, with with female football, the viewing figures for female football used to be terrible. And you would ask people about it and they would say, it's slow, there's no skill. And that's just that's just what happened. And it but f- um, female football has evolved tremendously. And I and I'm sure most of you watched the World Cup uh, last year and the level was unbelievable. And now the demand, only now, after many, many, many years, the demand for watching that is picking up. So my concern is when, if Ultimate Frisbee reaches that level where it is widely seen commercially, will people want to see the mixed division? And I'm purely asking the question as as devil's advocate here. I think mix is the most interesting thing to watch because there are so many contrasty things happening. For example, a guy hits in a layout the defense to a girl, then the girl uh, reads the disc better than like some two meter tall dude. So all the time these weird and incredible things happen, more unpredictable ones. So I think the watchers even have more intensity to the game than watching men's or women's because they're, it's more uh, predictable. Yeah. But in mix, anything can happen. And a girl saves an amazing pass. A guy does something and everyone is like really on the feet and and yelling that it's so cool. And I think this is one of the things that there is more intensity to the game when it's mixed. Yeah, totally agree with Santa. And also wanted to add that like a world games is the only like maybe place when on, there's only a mixed division of ultimate there. So it's always really nice to watch. And it was streamed uh, on Ukrainian national television, uh, all these mixed games. And I think they got pretty good audience. People are like enjoy it. So I think with mix, there is also great to watch. Same as the both divisions. And it's only growing. Yeah, and, and I agree completely. I really do. But I'm just worried that when money comes into the picture and the teams are going to be in it purely to win, and statistically speaking, the, the correct strategy is to pass more to the men, 
is that appealing? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's hard to tell now. Or is, I, I would like, yeah. or is it is it wrong? I, I, I would like well, to think we, we, uh, us being a sm- smarter, more intelligent sport than that. I think we have. Yeah, a, I totally we, agree. We, Definitely, I hope so. I think our integrity is better. So let's hope for the yes. best. All right, cool. So, I mean, so the it'll be super interesting to see what the future of the mixed game is. And my hope is that it will be only good. Uh, so that's the end of my segment. The next person on the list is Santa. So my subtopic is from school trainings to a national team. Totally chose this topic, Henrik, right? <laughs> <laughs> the puppeteer master. But no, no, I love this topic. Very uh, nice choice. So uh, I will maybe start with my own experience, how I've evolved uh, in my career, if I can say it like that. Uh, so as you know, I started very small. I was 11 and my sister was playing, so I really wanted to play as well. And I couldn't catch any passes. I was catching only some uh, push passes and things like that. So um, <laughs> it didn't go so well for me when I was little. But uh, what hooked me up was that uh, I met my friends Dan and Marta and we are still really good friends even now. So they were another motivation to go to practices. And as I got better and better, I, I started going to junior national teams. First one was Ireland in 2012. And there, I will remember this forever, I did my first layout. Oh my god. Oh, oui, noise. It was so good. I like. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I felt so good and so inspired to play, and I understood there is so much to the sport, and I got that I will do this for a long, long time. So um, this is where my like curiousness and all the motivation started. So afterwards, I went to every year to juniors as long as I could. And one of those was in Italy, where I was women team's captain, which was quite nice. Uh, but we played terribly, <laughs> sadly. Oh. It was really bad. Um, but I tried to fight till the end, and I tried so, to be a good leader. Just to clarify, yeah. this is you're playing for the Latvian national junior team. This is what you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. All, all of this is about the, the Latvian uh, teams right now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was playing for a Latvian women's uh, team as, and I was a captain there. Uh, we played, yeah, uh, it was quite bad. Uh, we didn't, we were not on the same page, so we didn't have the same goal or the same motivation to do things. So I tried to be a good leader and still push everyone to do the things, but I ended up being really exhausted and injured and <laughs> I couldn't even wear my flip-flops because my mm. legs were so bad. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a hit in the stomach uh, at that point um, to, in my frisbee future, I guess. How old were you at this and point? So 2014, um, I was, so it was, I'm 23, <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> calculate, hashtag Ilya Santa doing 16. math. <laughs> hashtag math problems. <laughs> okay, yeah, I might be 16. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, that was uh, quite of a hit uh, in that tournament. And um, afterwards, it was no better because that was my first women's national team in uh, Denmark. And uh, we quite, uh, like, we played as, as well pretty bad. 
we didn't have the same goals and we had so many ideas of how to play. We didn't, we were not united. So that also ended in really bad scores and uh, not so good spirit in the team. And uh, it uh, yeah, gives you a big blow and you don't know what to do. Should you continue playing? Should you not? But if you know me, you know I never give up. So I continued. <laughs> good for you. And, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we missed some uh, tournaments. For example, in London, uh, we sent only guys teams. So uh, women's national team didn't go. And uh, I missed France later in uh, Beach Worlds because I went to Coldplay concert. Hashtag no regrets. Because <laughs> uh, I love Coldplay. So I, uh, it was a lifetime opportunity and I loved it. So yeah, no regrets. And then uh, now it's already... Uh, close history when we went to Portugal and got the third place in beach and uh, U24 when we uh, got fourth in the world. So this is my small uh, evolvement in the Frisbee community. Small yeah. but packed yeah. with yeah. Achi- achievement. <laughs> journey. Yeah, so what uh, I want with you guys to uh, discuss maybe is uh, the ways how, how to succeed and how to evolve in this uh, sport. So I can start with my ideas and then uh, we can add to that maybe. Yes. And um, I think the main thing is really hard and consistent work. And I know it sounds like a really cheesy line, but it's super true. Because uh, when I started playing uh, in club, uh, in Salzburg's Frisbee Club, I was the youngest girl there, so everyone was like 18 plus, and I was 13. So wow. I needed to really prove myself that I could be on the field when uh, the game was rough, and that I could do the stuff that they could. So I really needed to improve my game, and I stayed after girls' uh, practices every time when the guys were uh, playing. I was on the side doing exercises. I went for running every day and it really showed. I got much physically stronger, more confident on the field and I could play the game much better. So um, it's always about the work you put in. And even now I still train almost every day. I try to improve myself as much as I can. And of course it gives you some kind of fruits in the future. So I think that's the biggest thing that you need to keep on grinding to get where you want to be. Wow. Yeah, my, my story is pretty yeah. much the same. It's the same story, really. Is it really? <laughs> is it really, though? When I played for Great Great Britain and, and trained with the women's. And the, yeah, same story for me. <laughs> what about you, Henrik? Uh, no, uh, w- w- what I'm... Uh, I, I actually get the question a lot about from younger players and uh, friends and stuff like that. Like, how can I become a better player? How can I take myself to the next level? And it's much about what uh, Santa already mentioned, is uh, to really decide that you want to become better and uh, set a goal for yourself and uh, practice for it, both uh, physically, but also practice ultimate. And I always say that that, that's a given, like this is what you need to do if you want to win worlds or if you want to become a, a national team player, this is what you need to do. But if you want to become the very best player, then, then you have to understand the frisbee, understand the sport. Like you have to, I usually tell them like the best, the best way of uh, of uh, like learning the, how to become a better player is to 
like be willing to uh, go outside your uh, safety zone like uh, i w- was for so many years uh, a, a cutter and i was really good at it and i was really mm-hmm. i was well, one of the best uh, cutters in sweden back then scoring a lot but when i actually became a better player was when i went out of my safety zone and i started also handling and i also like uh, i i I didn't only throw upside and forehand and backhand i was trying different i I was understanding how the frisbee flies in different wind conditions uh, and tailwind or headwind and stuff like that you you really have to like nerd yourself down there you have to live the frisbee life and uh, really really enjoy it that, that's what i think that's how you become the greatest player uh, because it, of course you have to do the physical stuff and you have to play a lot and stuff like that but you also have to be scientific about it and analyze what you're doing and uh, analyze the disc and yeah wow that's interesting that's good Ilya, yeah i totally agree, agree with uh with all you guys uh, and as well wanted to add how to improve yourself how to evolve that you should play uh, some high level as a pickup player in some clubs when you can play some important role and learn totally new stuff which you can bring back to your home club i have evolved to the most last uh, three years of playing mostly as pickup player in different clubs and uh, my skills grow significantly of understanding the game and already like adding to my physical skills uh, and like how santa explained how to improve them it's also like improved your mind that uh, you understand how the game works you understand not only from the side of your club but understand the side from your opponent what he can play and uh, all these different aspects are coming together when you have a wide experience. I think it's also that you not even learn about the opponent and so on, but you learn about your body. As you train it, you understand how you move better, what is the best way you can do stuff, the more efficient way to run, to jump, to do everything. So it, you get more uh, comfortable in your body also. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to really say, important. The three of you have given such a rounded um, background and a, approach on how to improve your game. I think it's I think it's invaluable. Will you mm. do this? And I think what one thing is also the attitude that you go on the field or to the practices. I, I've seen these a lot, these posters in work and stuff that 10 things that require zero talent. And uh, mm. one of the things that I really like is, for example, being on time, uh, making the effort. Uh, being passionate about it, being coachable. You don't have like to not be stubborn and do as you just do all the time, but to, uh, if someone says something's wrong, you still work on it. Ready to and change. And a little extra. Yeah, all the time being prepared to step up your game, even though it means that you need to uh, change something about uh, the way you're doing things. So I think this is uh, what I started doing a lot is I always was a bit late to practices. <laughs> always like five minutes late you know but then i changed myself and i try to be always like 10 minutes before so i can get dressed and start throwing and it changed a lot of my training experience in general ah so this is the reason why i am a ex-world champion and you're not because i came to practice at like one and a half hour before practice (laughs) how 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 far did we get we got about probably about an hour into the podcast before that came up (laughs) 
Well, a new record. Congrats. <laughs> I don't men- I don't mention it that much. Come on. No. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. You know what, guys? If 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 this podcast thing doesn't take off, we we should start a a, a mentorship program, coaching. Yeah. For sure. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Wow. How to become from a shy uh, player who don't play much to a world championship social party master. No, 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 no. no. Exactly. How to become Henrik. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What's saying? How to become Henrik. Right. So where are we on <laughs> How the, to win a tournament gender. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and never let it go. How to win a party <laughs> every you. party you come. Uh, <laughs> All right. Where were we? We're in Santa's subtopic from school trainings yeah. to national team. I think we managed it quite well. Um, that's what we wanted to say. And uh, our next uh, segment is Henrik's Hustles. <laughs> Henrik's Hustles. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So once again, we are faced with Henrik Hustles. And for you new listeners, it's where I challenge the panel to find what I'm lying about. I will give them four statements and three of them are true and one is not. So this week, of course, I have chosen the subject of evolution. And uh, let's get right into it, I guess. Sweet. Yeah. Statement number one. Did you know that whales, they used to have legs? Actually, they still have some uh, reminiscence of that. They still have the legs inside their body, but they are not looking like legs anymore. Inside their body? Yes, inside the body. They devolved. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did you also know that uh, bears and seals are very closely related to dogs? Hold on, what bears? Bears and seals are closely related to dogs. Is this number two? This is and number two. Seals. Yes. Sorry, didn't I say that? That was number two. Now, uh, statement number three. We all know that we are closest in DNA to chimpanzees. I think it's 98%. But did you also know, and this is good <coughs> news for the chimpanzees in us, that we share 50% of our DNA with bananas? <laughs> statement number four. Some of us more than others. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% the banana. The biggest reason... <laughs> Come on, guys. Statement number four. The Sorry. biggest reason why giraffes' necks are so long is because they have... Uh, that's how they survived through all of the years, because leaves on trees are very high up. So they had to be chosen by females because they have long necks, so they could survive. So they're kind of like dinosaurs. Uh, yes, they, sheriffs are like dinosaurs. Cool. And bananas. Yes. Okay. And uh, today, my Miles, you're going to start us yes. off. Yes. Okay. Wow. I like these. These are good. So whales have legs and uh, that's kind of believable. <laughs> Used to have, re- Used to have legs, uh, legs and they still have the remnants of, yeah, I get it. It's, it's like we this have. This is a- how media works. Yeah, uh, exactly. You say whales did have legs. Whales have legs. <laughs> <laughs> the whispering game. <laughs> Well, this is, I think, it can be true because we have the, we used to have tails and we still have the sort of tailbone down there. Um, bears and seals are closely related to dogs. That doesn't sound too unbelievable. 
chimps share 50%... No, we share 50% of our DNA with bananas. Yep. But then again... That's bananas. It is bananas. But then again, we are like 70% water, and bananas are a lot, are very much water. So, I don't know. And giraffes' necks are that long so they can reach the leaves on the... Ch- Giraffes' necks are that long, be- so it reaches their head. Yeah, yeah, anyway. th- that's the solution, uh, my sure. <laughs> yes. Okay, I've, I've got to decide which one's the lie. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I we always... do this every week. We remind you, mm-hmm. you, you have to find a lie. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh, God. Oh! I want to go with the obvious one, but it can't be the obvious one. Which one I'm going to go the... with bears and seals are not closely related to dogs that's not true okay you're locking in on that okay uh, I, I can give you, you a bonus fact as well because you did mention it that uh, we still grow uh, tails humans still grow tails in the stomach but it uh, dissolves before we are born Ew. yes okay uh, anyway um, Ilya yeah I think I will go for Number three. Number three? That uh, we don't uh, share 50% of our DNA with bananas. Yeah. But you just said you're 100% banana. <laughs> yeah, but then it's 50%. I'm 100. The different numbers. <laughs> so it's a lie. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's fair, fair point. Okay. Fair point. You, I think you, it's you, can be you more. don't even consider discussing the others. You just go for the win. Number three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 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 Short and consistent. more efficient with his words. Know. Yeah. If he only was working with communication. <clears throat> right, right, right. So, Santa, you're lost. Is that a good thing to be lost? Not sure anymore. Um, so, um, I was going for the beers and seals and uh, and dogs, <laughs> but that Miles took that. I don't want to be copying. But, but, but last um, week you uh, no no last <laughs> episode you won because you uh, like changed last minute. So I know that's <laughs> why this, I'm like. Is, hmm, is this I, a I strategy of yours? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> From now on, yes. Um, okay, let's say whales and legs. I don't think that's oh, true, Henrik. Okay. You liar. Whales. Didn't have to, uh, didn't used to have legs. Well, okay, nope. that means, let's see here, that uh, no one shows uh, giraffes have long necks because uh, the biggest reason is that uh, the, they, they have to have long necks to reach uh, leaves and food high up on trees. That's just, that's just the reason. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Uh, so let's start there, number four. Uh, this one is actually the lie. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. You no, now you're just being silly. No, it's the lie. So I actually sw- swiped you all this time. Um, so gi- giraffes are uh, have evolved long necks because they didn't always have long necks like this. They they had long necks, of course, but the reason was that the female thought it was sexier. They have a bigger sexual power, I guess. Uh, and it was a chosen like Hang on a minute. Attraction. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah? 
you started that sentence with the, the females thought it was sexier. I can't imagine giraffes go around and say, hey, Edith, what, hey, what, do, you, what do you think sexier? Shall I go with a longer neck or a shorter neck? What, what do you think the guys are going to like? Well, Come Miles, on. it's globally known yes. that size matters. <laughs> <laughs> and this, yeah. is, this is actually the reason. Uh, like scientists uh, have, have come to this conclusion that... that uh, uh, the attraction of uh, the male giraffes is bigger if they have a long neck. Uh, they didn't really need to have long necks to reach food because they don't. Uh, it's a myth that they only eat like uh, leaves and stuff. They can eat just as so, fine uh, other stuff. So you're saying ov- over time, the the males with the longer necks mated more, and so the necks just kept getting longer. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Does it work with uh, people also, like with humans? <laughs> Do guys like longer necks? <laughs> no, it's the it's the female that likes the longer yeah, neck. Yeah, so Santa, do you like long necks? Male. Oh shit, yeah, I fucked Do up. Do you like long necks? What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I will Photoshop a picture of uh, long-necked Marcus to you and uh, ordinary-necked uh, Marcus and let's see. No, I need which, to now check uh, what is the average neck uh, length and then I need to check what people have liked and then like check <laughs> then, uh, But, but, but check guys, the do you realize this, this means that this week I won? You'd lose. Why? Because you, lost. you don't have you, the longest Hendrik. neck. Your neck isn't the longest. <laughs> no. But I fooled you all. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. Well done. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so that means that uh, we do share 50% of DNA with bananas. That can't be right. Where are you getting your facts from? <laughs> from scientific papers. Slash, Henrik's notes. <laughs> Henrik's night thoughts. Slash the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to do a disclaimer now. Well, if I ever yes, say I something should. that isn't true... Uh, it's because I w- was fooled by the internet. It looks very legit, all the information I found, but I haven't actually like proven this myself through scientific studies. So, so if there's ev- any any time where the whole I'm wrong, <laughs> foundation of this segment is built on truth and fact, <laughs> and your ta- is crumbling before our ears. No, no, no. And oh, also uh, the fact that about the beers and seals being closely related bears. Be- bears. or beers Uh, are closely related to dogs is true Uh, actually the whole fact was that beers and seals are closely related to dogs Uh, they are a different branch of cannabis you mean dogs what (laughs) no stop stop mocking me i'm trying to tell you interesting facts you know uh that they are cannabis and uh they are on a different branch than hyenas and uh, cats that are actually more closely together than dogs. And whales did used to have legs and they have actually grown into the body. Uh, they are now like some kind of small lump. <laughs> but they used to have legs. Long time ago, I guess. I this is I nothing. It wasn't 10 years ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to Ilya's Insights. Ilias Insights. Uh, 
Hello guys, Ilias Insights is back. Last time I told you about the photo gear and basic settings for ultimate photography and today I will tell you about the positioning during the ultimate shooting. First of all, let's imagine there is a couple of fields near each other with uh, games which have a similar importance to us. In this case, we can snitch behind the uh, two fields end zone and wait for the right moments to shoot. And uh, this can increase our productivity by almost twice, but at the same time it requires uh, a fast reaction and a much higher concentration. But if you're shooting only one field, don't stay at one spot all the time. Move around to have a different background, but uh, one of the best shots are actually ones which have a full of spectators on the background. Also remember about the old trick of uh, lowering your angle of shooting to make the jumps more massive. If the game is tight, there is low amount of turnovers. Remember to stay around the attacking zone, where the most points will go. Also, adjust yourself to the open four sides, so you will get all the throws and not just the backs of the players. Remember to analyze the game style, uh, a player you would like to follow, uh, weather conditions, especially wind, the sun position, the background, sideline emotions and adjust your position accordingly to all these criteria. If you want to know more details about the topic, my good colleague Quentin from Focus Ultimate made a great article at Tokai Ultimate, so go check it out. And I see you next time. As insightful as ever. Okay, next segment is upcoming tournaments, which I feel might be somewhat slim. Yeah. Uh, Santa, can you tell us about all the tournaments that's going to come up? I can tell all the tournaments that are cancelled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's um. quite sad, actually. Can, can you take us through these? Because I'm, I, I haven't... I haven't uh, like mentally actually accepted this yet. So please tell me now what what has been cancelled for me this year um, so far. I don't know hundred percent everything, but uh, I know the ones that I know. I know that windmill is cancelled, which I was really looking forward because every year I meet my friend uh, Dana there, and it's sad that it's not happening this year. Yeah, that's so shit. And in general, just to have the yeah nice tournament like that, um, yeah, in Netherlands. Yeah. But sadly, it's been cancelled. Uh, what else? There was European uh, beach yeah. tournament in uh, Portugal, but it has been postponed to October, as I understood. Yep. That's correct. Um, worlds are still... I understood they're not cancelled, but they might be uh, put in the next year. Yeah, they, 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 they ini initially they, said yeah. that they cancelled it, but people complained because uh -huh. the thing is that... Yeah. If you if you cancel worlds, that means canceling uh, like a, a generation of players that have been building up for this. It might be people's last years uh, being able to play before this to create families and stuff like that. And if you postpone it too long, like several years or the next time, then then they won't be able to like compete. So, excuse excuse my ignorance. Is it every four years then? Santa. <laughs> Oh, um, wait. Uh, no, I think it's every second. No. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's. I think it's okay, European's but still, world, yeah, yeah. Europeans world. Yeah. So if if you miss one and they don't reschedule, then it's still four years between. So it's, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah that, that, that that's is very sad. I think I was. Uh, I I actually got vacation to go there and uh, 
look at all the games first time because it was in Europe. Mm. What about the I don't care at all? Is it still happening? Yes, it's or still I happening. So pe- people really? out there, oh. I actually applied today to to uh, the tournament because they posted. Uh, you should have seen in the group because you're invited. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I will check yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> no. But you see, this is one in our list. Very nice. <laughs> well, obviously, we can't uh, tell what's happening, what's not, no. because we never know how it's going to turn in the world, the situation. So uh, we just need to see and be flexible to anything that is happening and be supportive with the Frisbee community because. Of course, it's really hard to organize something like this right now, and we shouldn't get uh, angry or mad at uh, something that is happening that we have no control over. I agree. Well said. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we have any. Is there something? Some other tournaments? No. Uh, there are lots of to tournaments, talk? but uh, as you said, we cannot like. <laughs> I think yeah, all the tournaments are postponed on October. Like Copatanga was postponed to October. A beach uh, club Europeans uh, was postponed in to October, and so we can. Do they have dates for the new? Do they have new dates, or should we get back in this segment when we have some dates to report? I think we will. We will have to postpone our dates, <laughs> even if there are dates. Yeah. I, w- I think we until it's really confirmed. Yeah, too early yep. to say. Okay. All right, guys. Well, um, unless anybody has something they really need to get off their chest, I think that rounds off episode three of the Ultimate Life podcast. We haven't really mentioned our email address. If you want to get in contact with us, it's the Ultimate Life Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the contest, new skills that you learnt or are learning during quarantine. And um, I hope you've enjoyed the discussion we've had today about evolving. Any last comments? Yeah, what's next month's theme? Oh, I can tell you. You want to know? Yes. Next month's month's theme is... (laughs) Drumroll, drumroll. Beginning. (laughs) Oh, there we go. And it is beginning. (laughs) The theme of next month's podcast is... Just that beginning. beginning. Make of Beginnings, that what you will, yeah. and we will. Yes, we will make something of that. Mm. We hope. And 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 please uh, email us. Like you can email us questions about the topic, but you can also just email us in general. Like if you got like a first world problem or anything, just uh, just a thought you are having on your mind, then just and email pl- us about and that. And please. Please give us feedback. That we're all, we're all new to this, yeah. so we're making it up as we go along. Henrik is super organized and and really structured and has a lot of research and so so on. But we we you know we're learning, so give us feedback. Yeah. There we go. The ultimate line. That's it. Bye guys. Stay safe. Cheerio. Yes, yeah, sayonara. Thank you for listening. This podcast was produced by the Dala Hests Frisbee Club in collaboration with Avis and Communication. If you want to contact us, please do so by either sending an email to theultimatelifepodcast at gmail.com or interacting with us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Just search for The Ultimate Life Podcast.